It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm i not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. How about that? It's been a while since we've played that one. Well, uh, no. I play it every single Friday. You're just not here yeah. on Fridays during the summer. It always yeah. happens. But since uh, – we are not on the air tomorrow. I mean, the ref is on the air until 2 p.m., but after that, we're not back on the air until 6 a.m. on uh, Thursday morning. Since this is our, you and I's, last day on the air this week, got to throw some Sam Pittman in there, even if it's Thursday. It's Thursday at 5. Thursday at 5. Um, mm, I'm looking forward to the holiday weekend, though. I guess, I'm, I don't know, do you, is, do you classify it as a holiday weekend? It will be treated as such around my house and my neighborhood. Yeah, how do you, how, so, what? yes, of course it's a holiday weekend. And yeah, well, I, I, I don't know if um, this is frowned upon or not by someone like Alan Carter, but my plans are rather simple. Drink Pacifico out of a glass and then shoot bottle rockets out of it after they're empty. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's frowned upon. I don't think that's frowned upon at all. Just uh, be safe, all right? Always a dangerous time of the year with the fireworks, for sure. Uh, someone on the text line is saying, stop with the Tennessee crap. They will not be good. One good year. TCU had a better year than Tennessee, but you ain't saying they will be good. Tennessee will be trash. So someone's really, um, really upset that we're even saying semi-nice things about Tennessee. Huh. They do have a quarterback well, that I'm convinced can throw it about 200 yards in the air. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I haven't picked Tennessee to win the SEC. Uh, I haven't picked them. I don't know. I haven't picked them to really do anything uh, other than next year. You know, said that. You know, I. I said we would lose two of the three home games. One of them's Alabama, South Carolina, and Tennessee. That's like if we were having if we played that schedule this year with this team. Um, I don't know. I I can be open to the fact that Tennessee's not going to be. If there was a game in the three that okay, you guys are wrong. They actually win this one. I would say it would be the Tennessee yeah. one over the at LSU and Alabama at home. Would be my guess. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know how good Tennessee's going to be. I, where are they picked? Are they like top ten, friends uh, top ten? I think they're probably somewhere from ten to fifteen is where most people are going to have them preseason. Uh, they're they're going to be a dog uh, to Alabama on the road and probably at home against Georgia. But they'll probably be favored to win the rest of their game. I think they'll be a nine ten win football team this year. Which honestly, man. Considered where they were, considering where they were at before Josh Heupel got there, if they roll off an Orange Bowl win last year and follow that up with a nine or a ten win season, it's not the magic that they had last season. But dude, like that's 
that's showing some real signs of building the program out there. Like that would still they win ten games this year, they go ten and two, even if that includes a loss in Tuscaloosa and a home loss to Georgia. I, I still think that that kind of proves that Tennessee's got some staying power in the SEC here moving forward. Yeah, yeah let's see. Virginia, uh, Austin P at Florida, UTSA, South Carolina. I think they win the first six games, A&M, and then they go at Alabama. I mean, they may drop one in there to someone, but I don't know. I, last year kind of was the perfect storm for them. They had – uh, a six-year quarterback, Hendon Hooker, who was really good, both running and in the passing game, was very efficient at the quarterback spot. But, you know, we did get to see Milton go in, and he had a great bowl game, right? Didn't he throw for – his stats in that bowl game were, were really good. Yeah. So. he. Uh, what, what did he have in that game? He had, like, uh, 19 of 28 for 251 yards, I believe, against Clemson in that game. 19 yeah. to 28, and yeah, I, and, and he was at the Manning Passing Academy this past weekend, and they were basically just showing off their arm talent. And I, there may not be a guy that can throw a football further than Joe Milton in college football this year. Now that doesn't yeah. guarantee that you're an elite quarterback or you win 10 games, but oh, dude's not going to lack for arm strength with the deep ball, and they love to throw the deep ball out there. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say throwing for three touchdowns against Clemson, who still had one of the best defenses, uh, and beating them in a bowl game handily, Orange Bowl. That's pretty good. How does that project him for this year? I don't know enough about him, but I think they'll be solid. I don't think there's going to be. They may not be as good as they were a year ago, but I don't see. There, I don't think there's going to be a massive fall off, and their schedule doesn't look like it's all that different in difficulty from last year, does it? I mean, No, I mean, you just flip the, uh, the, the Alabama game on the road and the Georgia game at home, and, you know, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, you don't have to go to South Carolina like you did last year. You do have to go to Kentucky, but maybe and in some ways it's a little bit easier than it was uh, yeah, last year. They're non-conference. They had to go to Pitt, um, which, you know, I'm not – like, Pitt's a pretty good team. I'm not suggesting they're great, but – it's easier than their non-conference this season. They were at LSU, at Georgia, at South Carolina last year. That's yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't know why the, uh, the the Tennessee really riled someone up. I think they're going to be pretty good. Zane says, "Will we be better or worse at quarterback in 2024 compared to 2023?" Boy, that's a heck of a question. Will we be better or worse at quarterback in 2024 compared to 2023? You'll be able to know. forecast a lot of things if you knew that answer. Um, I think that I think Dylan Gabriel is is going to have a better year than he had last year. Jackson Arnold, I. Are we assu- like, I think we're assuming he doesn't take over at any point this year with this question. Not ne- no, not necessarily. I, I think all options are on the table with this question. And that, that is a way that you can be better in 24 compared to 23 is if he does take over at some point and he's got some games under his belt going into the 24 season. 
then I think that yeah. question is probably going to be an absolute yes. Uh, as of right now, I lean towards yes. Yeah. I think we I think we can have a chance to be more explosive. I think that he – and I think Dylan Gabriel is pretty good running the ball, but I think Jackson Arnold can be better in that department. Um, he looks accurate. I, a lot of it is going to – the real question is, is are we going to be better at offensive line this year or the year following? Because that's, that's going to tell – a, a much bigger part of the story than really anything else is. Nine one eight. Jackson Arnold has a higher ceiling than Dylan. I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that one. That's true, but the question is, can he hit that? Get close to that ceiling in your yeah one or I, year I, one I and think, a half. I, I mean, there's a lot of fascinating elements to this year, but how they handle Jackson Arnold, the coaching staff this season, is a very intriguing storyline to me. Um, in any other situation. Dylan Gabriel's the better player. Well, he starts game one all the way through, and maybe you don't have a change of pace quarterback, or you, you, you just ride Dylan Gabriel the entire season, right? Yeah. But as much as they know they got to win games this year, they also know what's coming. And the likelihood of who your future at quarterback is your first year in the SEC, like just knowing that, I'm fascinated if that changes their approach at all about which quarterback they play, change of pace quarterback with Jackson Arnold. I, just all of that has got to be in their mind somewhere, looking to the future and knowing yeah. what the schedule looks like as well, you know. It's a little bit different when you know what the schedule exactly looks like. Yeah. I don't know. I. If, here's the thing. Statistically, if – our offensive line is as good as I think they have a chance to be this year. And our wide receivers show up. Farouk turns into a star. Uh, Andrew Anthony is uh, what we expect as a deep ball threat. We've got options in the middle of the field with Stoops and Gavin Freeman and Stogner. I, if all of those things function – at a very high high rate, like I think they will, then statistically this year for Dylan Gabriel could be incredible. So that's why I'm so hesitant. You know what I'm saying? Like You're you so just hesitant talked about, on who the better quarterback's gonna be or putting in Jackson Arnold well, in some, some situations. No, on on who the on will our quarterback play be better this year or in twenty four? Because there's a chance that statistically Dylan Gabriel just has, like, an unbelievable year. Unbelievable. You read it earlier in the first hour that strength of schedule of the 14 Big 12 teams, Oklahoma has the weakest strength of schedule of everyone. Not a surprise. So, like, that's a big factor. That's what I'm saying. It's like, statistically, I think this year's probably going to be much better at quarterback than next year. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Statistically, between the two, yes, because the the balance of the schedule is just so just so different, right? So yeah, that's, yeah. So that's what I'm saying yeah, is I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah. you how yeah. you really want to classify. Yeah, it. um, it's going to have to be eye test if you want to classify it that way. If you don't want to use statistics, I guess. But yeah, fair. Um, Zane also responds and says, "I'm not convinced." 
DG isn't our quarterback in 2024. Well, he can be. I mean, he can at least come back in 2024. I just, the early signs of what Jackson Arnold looks like, how excited they are about him, I, I would just be, as of right now, I'd, I'd be surprised if Jackson Arnold isn't your starter in 2024. Because if Gabriel comes back for that second year, then I think you really run the risk of Jackson Arnold potentially going somewhere else, which is what you absolutely don't want. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I would, I'd just be surprised if Gabriel was, was here in 24. I agree with that. I mean, I think he's kind of feels like, you know, I don't know how big of a decision it was this year to come back, but he at least presented it as if it, it took was. took a while to make that decision, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, may, maybe that was just to, just to build something up. I, I don't know, but it, it took a lot longer than it should have. Yeah, and I don't even know, like, I – I don't know. I think he'll be ready to move on after this season. And I think, like I said, statistically, I think he has a has a chance to put himself in the best situation he's going to be able to as far as the NFL draft is concerned. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's going to be necessarily all that high. I think he's got some limitations whenever it comes to the NFL. But – I still think it's going to be his best. He'll, I think he'll be coming off his best season in order to make that jump. So I think he does. Nine one eight. Still got a year left. I just can't unsee all the bad throws we got from P. Shooter Dylan with wide open receivers and the blatant disregard for the middle of the field. That's from uh, J.G. Wentworth. Uh, Sooner Soldier, keep thinking D.G. is going to be. Keep thinking D.G. is going to be good. Fans are. Going to be disappointed, not a hater, just the facts. Uh, well, what do you classify as good, though? I, Dylan Gabriel is going to be good. Is he going to be all-time great? No, probably not. But what does that even mean? Think about how stupid that statement is. Keep thinking he's going to be good. Well, he was good last year. What was it, 20? Yeah, I think uh, he had what? He had better numbers than Quinn Ewers, right? Uh, I think that that's and, – and not that Quinn Ewers was a, a great quarterback or anything last year. He just built up to be one this year. But by the numbers, yeah, I think he had six interceptions on the year. But, yeah, he, he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be more consistent throwing the football. That's true. But to say that he was bad or terrible a year ago, there were a lot of bad and terrible things from last year. I don't think Dylan was bad or terrible. Like, his numbers were, or were better than just about every quarterback in the league outside of what, who, Max Duggan? I think that's it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's just stupid. I'm sorry. Um, Second time today you said the a text, text was stupid, so this hasn't happened in a while. I know. I appreciate the text. I, I love the interaction. It's just, it's just not right. You need to reclassify your language. Uh, he's going to be good. He'll probably he'll probably lead the Big Twelve in most, if not all, categories as a passer next year. Uh, now, like I said, all time great? No. I, I think I think we we know what his limitations are, and and like 
where some of his weaknesses are and where some of his strengths are. I think we're all, all totally aware of that. But to act like he wasn't good or won't be good is just stupid. Um, and the other thing that a lot of people continue to forget about is the quarterback running aspect of this offense. All you have to do is look at just look at Tennessee. It's the same offense. Yeah. AI monster got Teddy again. Let me read a few of these texts. Nine uh, says nine one eight says play Arnold. His freshman mistakes can't be any worse than the mistakes we saw DG make last year. Uh, JG Wentworth, love you. Did you watch the uh, OU Texas game last year? I, it, it can definitely get worse than Jackson, or excuse me, than Dylan Gabriel, and it did get worse than Dylan Gabriel last year. It got worse than Dylan Gabriel in a forty nine nothing beatdown in Dallas. So, yes. I, I, I like Jackson Arnold a lot, and I think he's probably going to be a star here. But to say there's no possible way that you can be any worse, that you, I mean, you, you can be worse than Dylan Gabriel. We saw it last year. Second half of the TCU game, all of the Texas game last year, that, that, that happened. It can be worse. Well, yeah, and that's why uh, – sorry I keep uh, cutting out, but I, the, the running aspect is a huge factor. And – we had no quarterback. You just mentioned it as, as a backup last year. We are just not in a good position. That has totally changed. We're excellent at backup quarterback now. And there's going to be a much, much higher willingness to run Dylan Gabriel at quarterback and ultimately make this offense way more potent because of that. And, you know, I, and I've said this before, and I still, still think uh, it's a possibility. I mean, I, I still think that Jackson Arnold could, at, at some point, depending on how things unfold, he could possibly take over at quarterback. But that doesn't mean that I think Dylan Gabriel is going to be bad, which I I think it all comes back to language. I, to say that he's not good is just stupid. One more. One more text, 620. Say Jackson Arnold doesn't start any games this year. How concerned would you guys be with having a first-year starter leading us in the SEC. Here's what I would say. Kind of depends on what the offensive line looks like. Depends a bit on what the running back and the wide receiver position looks like, right? Um, He might have a game or two to start before you face off against Bama or South Carolina or Tennessee or whoever that first home game is going to be. But I'm not as worried about it if the situation around him looks really good. There's a situation, Teddy, where I feel better about him never starting a game going into next year than I do if he started three games this year and going into the SEC. If the situation around him looks bad, I don't really care how many games he started this year. I'm going to be very nervous about him being a full-time starter as a freshman. But if the offensive line makes some strides, you got guys coming back, these youngsters look good, then – Yeah, defense. I think I'll – Judging by the situation around him, like there's a world where I feel okay, very okay about Arnold in his first year in the SEC with no starts. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to really answer that question without seeing the kid play at all against, um, yeah, in live bullets. I'll have a I have a much better response to that. After, after we see him a little bit, just I really don't have any idea. I, there's some quarterbacks that are ready right away. There's others that, you know, maybe it takes a year or two. 
he looks like a kid that's going to, like, is way ahead of the curve. But I guess we just don't know till we see him in, in some action. And I think we will see him quite a bit this upcoming season. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming. 651-3439. Hanging out Westwood today. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, we want DG to be the Nebraska DG. And I got to say, I agree. I would also like the defense to be the Nebraska defense. <laughs> the wide receiver core to be the Nebraska wide receiver core. The offense to be the uh, offensive line for Nebraska and uh, the running backs to be the running backs for Nebraska as well. Really everything. Yeah. Just went, it just went right that day. Yeah. I, I think that, I don't know, defensively, I just, I can't, I can't imagine we're not just, vastly superior to what we were a year ago. And I know we're not going to be perfect personnel-wise, but we are so much better at edge depth-wise, have so many more options there. I think we're going to be better on the interior. Maybe maybe just slightly so, but I think we're going to be better on the interior, interior, and I think there's a chance that we're quite a bit better on the interior. Linebacker is a bit of a question mark. I think I think Stutzman's going to be better, but I don't know how consistent we're going to be at the Mike Backer spot. You know, that's that's yeah. going to be something that we got to watch. And then in the secondary, I think we're going to be really good. I think we're going to be good at safety. I think we're going to be uh, good with a chance to be great or even elite at Cheetah. So I, I, I just – it does. This I, doesn't make the point. I understand that. But it is, like, just interesting to add to it, like, why this defense should be better. How many starting – opposing starting quarterbacks on this schedule can you name off the top of your head? I'm wondering if you can even get to six. Six? Yeah. Can you no name way. six opposing starting quarterbacks OU's going to face this year? Chandler Morris. Uh, yeah, TCU. Um, Uh-oh. Well, I was Uh-oh. thinking, um, uh, Bow- uh, not Bauman, but uh, the kid with the collapsed lung. Correct. Why am I drawing a blank Alan on Alan Bowman, uh, correct. Bowman, yes, yeah. number two. Um, Look at the top at the Heisman Trophy odds. You'll, you'll find another one up there. He's lurking up there. Well, yeah, Ewers for sure. Um, upper Deckers? Hunter Upper Deckers should be the starter at Iowa State this year. That's four. Uh, oh, Will Howard won. at Kansas. Well, we don't play Kansas State. Correct. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Two more. No, no clue on UCF. Uh, who else do we play? I can't even remember who we play. They oh, play. Uh, uh, Daniel at Kansas. Correct. That's five. Can we get one more? Can we get one um, more? We're one away, naming half the opposing starting quarterbacks on the schedule this year. Who else do we play? Give me another game that we play. Uh, at BYU. 
West Virginia. No clue. West Virginia. Oh wait, no, home. I do know. Uh, is it Slovis going to be at BYU? Keaton Slovis transferred to BYU. How, How about, about that? that? Six out of the twelve. You'll probably have Garrett Green at West Virginia. Um, is it John Reese Plumley at UCF? He's a baseball player, quarterback there as well. Um, needless to say, the, the quarterback list is yeah. not that impressive. Yeah. But six out of 12, not bad. I'm impressed. Well, here's the thing, though, and I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. Let me first say that. Thank you. But let me, also say, <clears throat> let me also say that the list of quarterbacks we faced last year was probably <laughs> worse. It's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey Thompson was up there at the list somewhere, probably. Yeah, yeah. Last year, quarterback wise, was yeah. not. When's the great. last time they have faced a uh, great lot of quarterbacks in a schedule? I remember what was it the uh, was it the Did 20... you face all backups? Was it the 2015 season where? Yeah, like they didn't face the opening uh, opening week starting quarterback until like the sixth or seventh game of the season. Yeah, it was the it was pretty much the entire year. I felt like one of those years. It was the like in, it was especially during the hard part of the of the schedule too, right? Like Baylor, TCU. Now would, it would have been twenty fifteen then because yeah, they um, they did not th- th- did they face Jarrett Stidham? I think they faced Jarrett Stidham in twenty fifteen because their other quarterback was hurt at the time. Yeah, twenty fifteen was that was that year. Yeah, it was weird. They faced very little starting quarterbacks that the opposing team had in week one. Here's another quarterback name that OU will face. Oddly enough, they faced him in a bowl game a few years ago. Uh, Emory Jones will be the starter at Cincinnati this year. Or at least he's in the mix. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, he was at Florida, right? Yeah, he played in that that Cotton Bowl. I don't remember much about him, but athletic kid, had a pretty good arm. Um, I'm sure as a as a true starter, he'll be way more developed than he was when we saw him in Florida. So, yeah. Jeez, he's been uh, he's been around. He was at uh, Arizona State at one point in his career. He was obviously at Florida at one point in his career. Now he's at Cincinnati. Dang. He's seen the entire country by now. Cincinnati, Tempe, and uh, Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. Six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds. Just now listed as a junior. Uh, Dang, 6'3", t- Yeah, seven touchdowns, four picks last year, just over 1,500 uh, passing yards. So he's going to be okay. a guy that's going to be able to move around quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, since that Cincinnati game is – that's an odd one. That's an odd one. It's going to be interesting. They don't have a very big stadium, but that place is probably going to be as rowdy as you could ever imagine it being. Um. Like it's not a common opponent, so you just don't know a whole lot about them. It's fairly early in the season. You'll be able to see them play some games, but it's still early in the season. Do they have a good? Who do they play non-conference before us? They play Pitt, maybe before that. I think that's right. Is that right? So you should be able to see. You should get a a pretty good feeling of what they've got. Um, they're not going to be holding a whole lot back, so. It's just it's just a weird game, you know. Man, OU's going to play a road game in a forty thousand seat stadium this year. Uh, enjoy that because that's not going to be happening very much in the uh, in the well, future. No, but when's the last time we? Aren't they all our road games? <laughs> well, there's some that uh, at least Kansas State is uh, around fifty thousand, right? 
Um, there are yeah, some. About, Iowa State is a little above 60,000. So, yes, they have not been playing on the road in front of a lot of 100,000-seat people, but at least it's been 50 or 60. This one's going to be 40. How many is BYU? Did you say it's like right at 60? 62, maybe? 62, 62. Yeah, yeah, right around there. So we're Tulsa, Cincy, Kansas, Oklahoma State, BYU. Jeez. Take all of those, combine them, and uh, may not be as much as LSU next year. K- kidding, it will be, but you, you get the point. Well, what? Uh, Ole Miss is has one of the smaller stadiums, 60. and it would be the biggest on here, yeah, right? Yeah, I think they're they're a uh, little over sixty plus, not much, but yeah, sure. Auburn is uh, around eighty. Missouri, they're dorks that have to sit in the grass around a giant rock M. Uh, so who cares yeah. about them? But yeah, um, eighty thousand plus is um, that's going to be the norm here moving forward. Not forty. Yeah. Well. Uh, Hey, that BYU game is on my birthday. You know what the next? You know what is happening the next day on that Sunday? Yes, I do actually. Um, I feel like we've talked about this already. Is it the Metallica concert that's somewhere in California? No. Oh. No, that's the Sunday after OU Texas. The day after. The BYU game in Las Vegas, which is not that far away, is Formula One in Vegas. And have you seen that track that's going down the strip and everything in Vegas? That looks incredible. I may snoop around, see if uh, Well, you can only pick one. I I mean, to to think that you're actually going to uh, leave your home for something other than a a football game, cover a football Mm -hmm. game, is is wild to me. You've already had two chances at it this year, and – Neither of those two happen. Would you rather go to the Metallica concert or the Formula One race? You can only pick uh, one. It's Metallica and Tool. I would go to that 100%. That's probably what I would choose as well. That sounds uh, a little bit more fun than the Formula but, One race. just so you know, uh, Tool is in Salt Lake City on the Wednesday of our bye week. So I think you need, uh, to, have, uh, I think you need to have 30 Pacificos uh, during the weekend in Provo. Or I'm, however okay. old you're going to be, what are you going to be, like 49 or something like that, 56, whatever it is? However old you are, know. have that many Pacificos during the weekend in Provo. I think I'm turning 42. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. 42 years old. Isn't that crazy? It's unbelievable. <laughs> K-Dub in the 918. Tyler, when, does, when OU gets to the SEC, one of my life goals is to steal one of the white rocks you love so much. From that Missouri M in the end zone. <laughs> that would be amazing. Please do that. Make it noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> or rearrange what, the M to, uh, you know, maybe be something else in their end zone. What would you change it to? Uh, I don't know. A middle you could, finger? You think you could arrange it into a big middle finger? Uh, I, I could absolutely arrange it into a middle finger. Maybe <laughs> something of the male anatomy in the end zone? <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've only got a couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. At Lander Chevy Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Right now, take up to 80 80- years of fine furniture and impeccable designs. 
When you shop local, it creates more jobs and you can discover one-of-a-kind adventures. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. Remember to eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Life's good for Nick Saban. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Yeah, he may look mad and upset 99.9% of the time, but here is a uh, Nick Saban golf story from uh, one of the staffers that have been there since 2013 on, well, how he rallied the troops and Traveling with Nick Saban can be quite the luxury. Eva Dunes huh. to play in a golf tournament. Of my Eva Dunes to play in a golf tournament. And we have a staff meeting at 7.30 in Tuscaloosa. With a, the Kiva Dunes is in Gulf Shores, and we're going to fly after whatever. I figured, hey, we need to get out of this meeting at 10.15, at the latest. Or he's going to be pissed because he's going to be late for the golf tournament, the press conference, the whole deal. Kirby comes into me and goes, hey, look, you have your bag packed and you have it by your door. When he says it's time to go, grab your bag and run to the parking lot. And I'm going, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, you'll understand. Just trust me. At 10.57, one hour and three minutes before tea time in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which we are in Tuscaloosa, for those that are listening and don't understand geography, that's a long way away. Yes. He goes, he literally goes like this. He has his reading glasses on. He takes his reading glasses off real nice and calm. He goes, all right, boys. He goes, I told him we wouldn't be late. Let's go. And when he said that, the room scattered like cockroaches. The lights on. I mean, grown-ass men running down the hall, and he never broke stride. He is as calm as day, just got up, went to his office, put his stuff down, and just starts walking down the hall. We get out to, to the parking lot, and there were two vans, two passenger vans. And a guy goes, offense over here. Defense over here. They had a police escort and got us through town to, and took us straight on the runway. There were two jets cranked up with the engine down on not on the tar, not on the taxiway on the actual runway. They pulled us out. We threw the luggage. We threw the luggage. We got on. Twenty three minutes later, we landed in uh, Gulf Shores. Same two setup passenger van deal. We pull up. I hit my first golf ball at 11.57. One hour, 60 minutes exactly from sitting in the staff room to hit my first golf ball. Yeah, that's just... That's a way to travel, isn't it? (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, One hour and three minutes until tea time. Tuscaloosa to Gulf Shores, four and a half hour drive. Actually, closer to five. Uh, An hour away from tea time. He still made it. Man. The the best thing is that everyone the... The pilots, the drivers of the van, all of the coaches, everyone that's traveling, everyone is full of anxiety, panicked, uh, you know, just worried about getting there on time. And Saban's heart rate probably never raised uh, a blip, you know? And if they're that (laughs) way about getting to the uh, charity golf tournament on time, I got to believe that that's how pretty much everyone operates in that facility on a daily basis. That works Crazy, for him. right? Yeah. I mean. Like someone, there's like a mass chaos and panic, and there's someone that's just walking through it totally calm. <laughs> it's a great place to be if, no if for a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. You're going to get a head coaching opportunity somewhere, but the anxiety that you're going to live with while you're working for him in Tuscaloosa, dude, that's got to take years off your life. It's got to oh, take years awesome. off your life. 
That's a great story. That's that's just <laughs> Kirby's like, trust me, have your bag packed right by your door. That's awesome. Uh, this uh, handy dandy Phil Steel College Football magazine that Doug from Norman got me yesterday dropped it off at the front door here at the K Ref Studios, which I appreciate. I read been, it front, uh, front cover to back cover. I, yet? I do. If you need to know how many school has how many returning starters, I got you, dude. I've already got it all memorized. I uh, did have to laugh, though, because I- I've seen a lot of Texas hype this offseason. And just about all the Texas hype that I've seen, we discuss it on this show. So everyone mm-hmm. knows how we feel about that and how overrated we think they are, all that. I actually found something in this magazine that eclipses anything that I have seen up to this point, And honestly, anything that I would thought I would see at any point this offseason. Phil wow. still has every single position group ranked in the conference. And, dude, no exaggeration, 100% truth, at every single position, quarterback, running back, offensive line, wide receiver, D-line, linebacker, safety, special teams, he has Texas ranked at number one at every single position in the Big 12 this year. Wow. That has got to be the most ridiculous Texas hype I've seen this entire offseason, and I've seen a lot. Wow. Um, hmm. Yeah. It's difficult to process, I know. It's taken me all day. I'd be shocked if they're number one at quarterback. Uh, I don't – who's going to be their running back? Uh, Cedric Baxter is a true freshman, so maybe him. He was a five-star this past year. They're rating a true freshman who's never carried the ball as – Number one in the conference. Yeah, and they also have, um, yeah, Cedric Baxter, Jaden Blue's back, Jonathan Brooks is back, Keelan Robinson, but that does not scream number one in the conference. Huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's got Texas ranked as the number one quarterback unit, but he has Quinn Ewers as third team All Big 12. So I won't ask um, how that makes sense because it doesn't make sense. Well, who's who's he have his first team all Big Twelve? Dylan Gabriel. Told you it didn't make sense. D- Dylan Gabriel, but Oklahoma's first team or Oklahoma's quarterback unit is not better than Texas. No, they're number two. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. Number one at offensive line is pretty uh, is pretty tricky as well because you know how I feel about Kansas State's offensive line. I think they're going to be really good. I would take Kansas State's offensive line right now over Texas. Yeah, and Kansas I wouldn't State's even have O-line. to think that hard about it either. Um, I I think our offensive line is going to have a chance to to maybe have that title. If I mean, there's some ifs in there, but I think they'll have a chance to compete for that. Wide receiver, okay, I'll give that to Texas. Sure. Um, tight end, or did they include that with wide receiver? Uh, they included that with wide receiver, which that yeah. makes it even more fair. Yeah. Uh, D-line, Texas? I don't know about that. Do they have D-line and edge, or is it all one unit? It's D-line, linebacker, and defensive back, and then special teams. They're one in every single every single category. Wow. Man. Okay. We'll see. The hype is real, man. The hype is um The hype is unlike anything I've seen during the decade of suck. 
So I think this is only going to end one way, eight and four. Uh, dude, there is no, there's no reason. I just can't, I can't figure it out. They've got good players, yes. I like their system offensively and defensively. But I, that is just, it's absurd, the amount of people. That are that are just jumping all over the hype train. It's got to be group the, three. I, I, I do. I definitely subscribe to the group think theory with the media. Um, maybe that's it. I, I don't know what it is. I I can't explain it. I don't know. I can't explain it. We'll soon find out. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Plus, it's 